so welcome back to another episode of Joe and Matt having a chat. As always, I'm joined by my ever-attractive co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good today. I'm looking forward to today. It'll be a different one, a different kind of industry, a different kind of thing that we're speaking about. Um, obviously, me and Joe want to branch out as much as we can when we're chatting to people. So it's a nice little kind of challenge. Um, when I say we're speaking to a duck today, it might sound quite weird, but... <laughs> We'll let him introduce himself and we'll go from there. So, <laughs> Doug, all yours. Hello, mate. That was an intro now. <laughs> Sorry. He said, to, he said to me before, Doug, I've got a little line I'm going to use. And I'm, I'm ready for it. He said, oh, mate, he was ready. It, mate, it's a belter. I'm, I'm, used to the, I'm, used to, I'm used to people bringing it up to somehow try and make a duck joke about it. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the norm, mate. I'm fine with it. It was one of the best ones in as well. I'll give you credit. I'll oh, no, credit don't know. Don't, don't encourage it. I'm quite proud of that. But yeah, we're <laughs> so your name isn't Duck, for anyone that's listening. It's obviously Luke. Is your last name Duckworth? Yes, it is. Yeah. I should know that. It's all good, man. Okay. Honestly, you know, so, the amount of people that don't know that's like how it is. It's, it's just, it's, it's a strange one. So Luke Duckworth, obviously on Instagram, you're more known as Duckworth Sound. Yeah, that's the one. Can you tell the people listening a little bit about what you do as a job at the moment? Yeah, of course. So I am a producer, a music producer and DJ. Um, currently doing quite a few different styles, uh, mainly right now, uh, like a bass house, bass line style of music, um, but also branch out into uh, dubstep, drum and bass and plenty of other genres that um, most people probably don't understand. And there's so many subgenres I don't really know myself. I just play a bit of everything. Um, have a bit of a fun time with it. And uh yeah, I've been doing that now since I was about sixteen, seventeen years old. And um yeah, it's uh, going pretty good. Going pretty good. Not not been great the last year, but um yeah, as of uh as of now, yeah, going pretty solid. So I I guess we can talk on to COVID in a bit, but to start off with what what got you interested in DJing? Obviously you started at the age of sixteen. 17 what was the first thing that you got you really involved with that um, i've always really been just a fan of club music like um ever i can't even think back to how young i was but ever going through like my uh like cds from my family like i always looked at like clubland cds and things like that and i always found myself putting them on and just like enjoying what i was listening to um i think when i got to around 15 16 i remember just starting to get interested in people DJing and videos that I saw of people DJing. So I kind of looked up, how do you DJ on online? Um, believe it or not, even in like the days back then of YouTube, like there was people there that was telling you like, you know, what to get. And I was, I had no clue about anything. I was just like, oh, this seems really cool mixing music, but what is it? Like, how do I buy that, that equipment they use and everything? And um, went down to the closest electronic shop, picked up a really small, uh plastic uh controller and learn how to dj and learn how to mix and um i think that's how we all start really um started doing that for a bit and then i was kind of like oh it's, it's really cool these tunes that like i enjoy playing but how do they make them and literally was the next thing i searched up like how, how do you make music I've, I've had no musical background um didn't really have any clue what i was doing i kind of had an idea that you'd use some sort of like music software um and I again done the same thing, kind of figured it from there. Um, downloaded some software and uh, got to town on teaching myself how to do it. Really, like teaching myself how to produce music and how to make 
all different types of things and ever, still trying to learn more and more today, really. Do you ever um, listen back to some of kind of your first lot of stuff, your old stuff, and kind of cringe a bit compared to now? Absolutely, or? absolutely. Yeah, I've uh, there's thankfully there's some files that will never see the light of day that only I can hear, <laughs> and uh, they're god awful. Um, but I can remember back far enough, and there there are there are some things like some old tracks that are on YouTube and SoundCloud that you can find if you search hard enough of my old stuff. And yeah, you cringe, but at the same time, I know. It's, it's just progress, it's growth, isn't it? Like you, And I think you can do that with so many things in life. And it's the same with music. Like, I don't look back and I'm ashamed of anything. I was I was young. That was the style of music I was into at the time. That was the limit of my knowledge at the time. Um, you grow, you learn, you move forwards and make better things. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm very happy with, like, where I'm at production-wise and with the music I've got coming out. Um, I can look back and laugh here. I can have a good laugh. I can laugh at my own expense. And, uh, yeah. So it's a good laugh. But I won't be telling you where you can find any of that stuff. You can uh, try and dig, oh, dig it up yourself. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll take a look for it. <laughs> Would you say the, the style of music that you're producing has changed over the years? Yeah, absolutely. I um, When I got into producing and DJ music, uh, I was a massive, massive fan of like a Swedish House Mafia. Um, guys, if you've heard of my Afrojack, obviously guys that were a bit more well-known at the time, David Guetta, Avicii, Alesso. All of that music was very much so more progressive house, uh, which is a lot more uh, pretty, shall we say. I think the music yeah. is uh, it's it's very beautiful um, and it's very it's very classic. It's very well uh, closer rooted to uh, house, and that was the kind of music I was into at the time. And just over time, uh, you know, you what you like changes. I, I, I went through phases like everyone else did when dubstep came around and became really big i think we all got into that um you know i got more into drum and bass because that's obviously a massive part of the uk scene and the uk culture um branched out into things like baseline as well there's there's a million and one styles and genres that you can like look at and enjoy and i think as time's gone on i've kind of found what i enjoy making more and um that's kind of where i'm at now is just making music that i enjoy and not really trying to put it to a distinct genre if that's the way to look at it so obviously you said that you the the type of music that you make has changed over the years have you made any songs with some djs that we might have heard of or some Um, some bigger name djs that you've collabed with yeah i've i've been i've been very lucky um i've been able to work with some really um great guys in the industry when i was younger um i worked with dod and dod uh, for those of you who don't know, he's an incredible, incredible producer from the UK. Uh, he has been on pretty much every label under the sun. Axwell's Axe Tone. He's been on Hysteria, uh, Laidback Luke's Mix, Mix Mash. He's, um, he was someone who took uh, me right at the start. And we, I produced a song with him called Blow Up, um, which was like really cool for me. Because I was only 18 at the time. So that was my first kind of look into the like how cool it is to release a song that gets a lot of um uh, uh, like a lot more popularity and attention um i worked with did i've worked with uh a guy out in the us called dj forby who is an absolute monster he's uh he i released a song with him on diplo diplo's label mad decent um and in the last couple of years um i've been lucky to start working with some guys uh maybe maybe someone more known in the uk dread mc um, I've got a few tracks uh, in the works with him. He's been a great guy to help us out with. Um, 
been working with the likes of four who are absolute kings down in Southampton. And um, on top of that, I've been working with guys from Europe like Sick Dope. And I've been working closely in the past with Laidback Luke and getting advice from him. So these are guys like in the in the music scene, they're, they're very well respected. And I respect all of them, all for different reasons. Um, but yeah, it's, been, it's just been really good to kind of get that knowledge and get that um, support and, you know, get that guidance from them. Because uh, uh, especially like growing up, listening to some of their music, it's always nice to be working alongside them at some point. How have you kind of, over the last year and a bit with all COVID and all that, how have you kind of adapted? Because obviously where you were starting, it's pretty changed yeah. what you've been doing uh, now. How have you adapted? Yeah, the adapt, uh, adapting to it came very quick. You know, We didn't really get a choice because I think it was like one minute I had shows booked um, on the other side of the world. And I had, you know, a lot of shows booked in the UK and in Europe. And then just being a clip, they were all gone. Um you know, it's it's frustrating, but I never got too down about it. The way I saw it was, oh, it's just, you know, life's just on pause. Um, one thing really was, I, I mean, I think we all did at the start. Life was on pause. We thought it'd be, you know, three months, six months. And then that six months turned into nine. That nine months turned into a year. That year turns into a year and three. Like, it's it's gone on a lot longer than I first expected. But the uh, you had to adapt quickly. The way I saw it was, the shows are on pause. There'll always be shows when we're back. I've got time now to focus on myself and focus on, like, you know, grinding out new music, getting as much new music done as possible, learning new things, and just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Uh, something that a lot of people, um, I think all around the world, done in the music scene was everything went online. Everything went into doing live streams for people. Whether you were uh, someone who just went live on Facebook in your bedroom with a plastic controller to whether you, you know, rented out an entire cricket stadium and done it through a big label or a big YouTube and done put on a whole show with lasers and lights, but it all went online. And um, I was the same. I was no different. I uh, tried to get as much as I could of a makeshift set up at home, got a cheap webcam, got a big old green curtain that I put on behind me. And um, I just tried to, do as much as I could to get stay involved with that, to stay active and to, you know, keep people who are stuck at home uh, entertained. You know, I looked at it like a service to people who really probably were struggling. And at the same time, it was something to, you know, keep me entertained, keep me going and, you know, keep me, you know, in, in the buzz in social media, make sure new people are like, oh, who's this DJ? Be really cool to see him live. Make sure you get that attack attraction and follow from people from doing stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's been a very weird last year to overcome, but it's a, it's been a it's been a fun challenge. Do you think you've kind of learned a lot where you've had to obviously adapt? And you, you said about shows and everything. Do you think you've kind of the shows coming up are going to be better now than they were? Do you think you've learned new stuff that absolutely you have done before? The the last the last shows I've done in um in twenty nineteen and twenty and then at the start of twenty twenty they were very fun. Um, and I felt like I was really starting to get my foot in and start to get, I was starting to get like a bit of uh, momentum behind me. I felt like I was going in the right direction. Um, after this year, though, I feel like with the music I have that I'm sitting on, the music that I've released and the music that I've got coming out, I have no doubt when shows are back, like they're going to be better than ever for many reasons. I feel a lot more confident in myself. I feel like I know where I stand and what I want to do and where I want to go. And then I think you add into the mix 
the fact that everyone is going to be back at shows is going to be so grateful to be back. I think the energy is going to be incredible. I think it's going to be very strange to see uh, crowds for the first time, but I think it's going to be welcomed back with open arms to, you know, feel that energy from the crowd being in, even being in the crowd, even if it was shows that I'm necessarily not playing, even to be back at shows where you're in the crowd, where you're enjoying it, you're having a good time being with your friends, um, that's all reciprocated back when you're, you know, on stage, seeing everyone enjoy themselves. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be incredible when it's back, and I really can't wait for everything to come back. Really, I think it's going to be a hell of a great summer. Did you see both of you? Really, did you see the show? Was it in Liverpool the other day? Um, yeah. It was the organised one. So yeah. seeing something like that, when I saw it first, I was kind of like, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. But obviously, getting back to that is going to be. Does that give you a bit of kind of a? Oh, stuff's gonna start happening it's gonna, be a bit of a yeah, it's, it's gonna be sensational like it's got me excited i think um i was the same i actually read i think as most people do nowadays you, you you see fake articles and stuff i actually saw a video of that and i saw it say like oh it was an illegal rave that was put on liverpool i, I was just you know i try to stay off social media for the news wise because i don't it's just all a load of shit sometimes so I didn't really notice it. And then I actually found out it's, um, it was a government test one, wasn't it? It was a government test yeah. to see how it was all going. Um, oh, it looked sensational, didn't it? It was like, uh, it was all done safely, apparently. I mean, I'm sure everyone there was having a good time. Um, yeah, yeah very jealous. <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I'd be the same. If I knew that was going on, I would have tried to figure out how to get there, to be honest. That, that, that looked quality. Yeah. Have you got any shows that you can tell us about booked for this year at yes. the moment? I do. I can tell you one show. Um, we currently got a few more that are confirmed, but not announced yet. Um, okay. But the first show back is looking like it's going to be July 9th. And that's going yep. to be at Halo Bournemouth. Um, okay. I'm supporting Muzz, who is an incredible drum and bass DJ. He released an album uh, in 2020. Unfortunately, I think he was going to go on tour for his album. Uh, and all of that fell through because of COVID. So I think this is his first show back um, playing out his album, which is going to be crazy because he's an incredible guy. Um, it's a real honor to support him. Um, I'm, I'm main support for that. And I just can't wait to blow it up as well. Like, I just can't wait for it to go absolutely crazy. It should be a night just full of absolute energy. It's going to be crazy. It's it's a nice show. That's probably one of my favorite clubs that I've been to. The past. the last time I was there, I think the Chuckle Brothers were the kind of the actors such oh, that night. No. But it's, it's a decent little note. It's, yeah, it's a little, little phone party. I don't imagine they were playing drum and bass, though. Well, they weren't really. They had a phone and then they were like, had photos. But that's the last time I was there. Mate, you never know. Yeah, Chuckle Brothers just pulled out Jungless Massive. You never know. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They could have played a roller set. You never know. Like, they could have blown it out of the water. Something tells me they didn't do that. It's a shame, though. But regardless, I'm, I'm sure it was a good night. It was a well, the more I remember it, it's great night, yeah. But um, yeah, that was the last time I was there, just saying about it. But so obviously you're excited for it, looking forward to it. Is yeah, there a bit yeah. of nerves towards it or are you just kind of, um, no, I'm going to just enjoy yeah, it? No, no, no doubt a little bit nervous because um, I'm playing a lot of my own unreleased music and, you know, I, I can only think so much of how much I enjoy it, making it. It's going to be strange to see what the crowd react to it, especially because I haven't played a lot in the UK. I played a few times in London um, at Ministry of Sound, which is a club which has great energy. Um, it's different to play, you know, in other places in the UK in, and see what they expect. So I'm going in pretty smart. I know what I want to play. Um, 
I'm, nerves are definitely there, but nerves in a good way. You know, I'm nervous because I want to make sure I put on the best performance I can. Like the way I always see it, it's like you, I go in with the mentality to outperform and outwork everyone. And that's no, that's no disrespect to anyone else. It's just, that's the mentality to have. So if I knew that I went in and played the best set I possibly could, then I can leave that night knowing that I've like left a good mark in people's minds. Um, yeah. It's almost, almost making a name for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I think uh, you want to do, you want to make sure that you're turning heads. And like, I think every yeah. time I've ever played a set, I've gone in thinking, right, how am I going to turn people's heads? Am I going to play something a bit different I didn't expect? Am I going to try and take them out of their comfort zones? Am I going to play so many songs they know so they, you know, really have a great time and they remember it for that? You've got to do something to make it memorable. And um, yeah, there's loads of ways to do it. And um, yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out how I want to do it and how to make the night as good as possible. So yeah, I'm going to be very excited for that. I guess it's quite nice for you because in a way there's no expectation on you because they're not going, you're, if you're the support act, people will be going to see, say Muzz was the, the, the headline. Yeah. Mars, yeah. So you'd assume that most people are there to see him. So you can almost go in with no expectation. That should take a bit of pressure off of you for when you go in. Yeah, absolutely. That's um that's something it's it's very nice. I think the fit the the thing I always look at it as is when you're supporting someone, um, you know, if people have seen your name before and come for you, that's an honour. It's very flattering and they know what to expect, which is nice. Yeah. Um it's an opportunity to wow many more people who haven't heard of you before. Mm. Yeah, the pressure's off you, um, but at the same time, you've got to look at who you are supporting, and you've got. To, I always look at it as right. What music does he play? How can I garner to work with that? So, for example, if it's a drum and bass night, um, I don't really think it would be the best idea if I'm playing main support to just play tech house, because you know yeah. it's a completely different genre, a completely different style. You probably want to do something that's going to warm them up that's in the name the warm-up you want to get them going getting them ready for that kind of main event so it's going to be it's going to be interesting i've got i've got a good idea of what to do um it definitely does take the pressure off though you're right so it's going to be all in all just a fun night going back to you said obviously with everything going online i know me and joe where we've done, might have done pt we were suddenly doing pt like, how did you find going from like a room of people to your phone almost or your, your laptop how did you find that kind of very very strange, strange. yeah it's, it's very strange isn't it and I, i'm sure you guys feel the same that it's like you to an extent you've got to feed off the person's energy or people's energy around you so like even when you're at the gym like whether you're uh pting someone or even if you're just there with your friends or even on your own at least when people are around you it just there's just this the comfort the feeling in the air of people being around you it's a it's very different to do it like alone or in a room with just a cameraman but it's uh, the way I look at it I just laugh at it I just think there's some people that do say oh you know I couldn't I couldn't do a live set because I can't I couldn't give energy when no one's there the way I see it it's like the phrase dance like no one cares you can just no one cares no one's there I can have a good time on my own I can have a I can have a good laugh have a good little session and uh, then everyone can watch it Whenever it goes out, whether it goes out live or a couple of weeks later, they can then enjoy that session that I put out. And I think the more energy I put in, hopefully the more enticed and the more enjoyment people get out of watching it. So, yeah. Do you feel like you learn a lot about yourself over the three lockdowns? Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it was a very, very tough time sometimes, um, but it was it was good. It was rewarding. Uh obviously i i really enjoy going to the gym 
Um, usually try and go about five to six times a week, uh, whether it's just for an hour or two hours, just to try and get in anything and everything that I can do. Um, for me, it's just a good way to like clear my head. And I think one massive part of me was that I didn't benefit from like working out at home, home workouts. I just don't hit the same. It, I kind of got bored of them. It kind of got very uh, rinse and repeat. You know, there's some exercises you mm-hmm. can't really do. And on, on top of that, just it, it's that social aspect of the gym as well for me. So missing out on that was kind of a big hit. Not seeing friends over the winter was a very big hit. Um, it takes a toll on you uh, mentally. And I can, like, hands up admit, I was in a pretty dark place a couple of times. But at the same time, I had good friends around me. I had good people around me to you know check in on me and check up on me and even when you know things were getting tough like it was always a matter of like you know it's just how do you overcome it and then when you do overcome it you know you feel a lot better for yourself so in the last like 12 weeks over the winter lockdown I did enjoy myself a little alcoholic beverage maybe a few too many um I think we all do every now and again but I just realized I was getting to the point over the winter lockdown where you know, having a bottle of wine or two or three or six uh, over the weekend <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't really beneficial. So, like, looking at things like I've decided to stop drinking for 12 weeks until the end of May, which is coming up soon, and um, things like that, It's it, it, you just realise a lot about yourself. You realise, like, oh, I feel a lot better for not drinking. Ah, oh, I didn't need to do that. Ah, oh, like, you know, felt I felt down or I felt bad when I was hungover or when I was like this. But, you know, what? now I feel... A lot better. Feel a lot more confident in myself. I think I'm a lot more aware about myself and grateful for for the people who check in on me. And you also like find, figure out checking in on friends as well, like how they're doing and how they've been. And it really puts it into perspective for yourself how to how to deal with it all and how to approach things. I think so. Yeah, it's been um, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a wild year all in all. But yeah, it's been good. So speaking about gym. What is your, this is one thing I was kind of interested in. What's your go-to, like, have you got a go-to song or a certain playlist when you're in the gym, music-wise? Obviously, because you work in the music industry when you train uh, for training silence? Or... <laughs> no, that's, um, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. So I, I enjoy oh, pretty much all styles of music. Um, I can happily just throw on a drum and bass playlist. It gets me hyped up. Um, I could happily put on any type of dance music probably get me in a good mood um but i i tend to go into like a lot of like grime and drill uh rap us rap as well um i i enjoy a lot of that as well so i just keep it i just keep it varied you know i just make sure i've got a lot of different styles on the go because i enjoy listening to like a lot of different types of music so a nice varied playlist i think as long as it's high i've got a playlist which is a lot of like high energy music across all styles and uh i find that the most entertaining ones having have you got a go-to song? Like, if you're either getting ready for a heavy set or you need something to just psych yourself up for the gym, you know that one song is going to get you in the mood. That you got that, one of those songs. That what? That one song for me has got to be hyper yeah. tight, chasing status, temper tea. Okay. That's a... I'm going to ask the same question to Matt. Have you got that one? Because I've got mine personally would be Three Wheels Up" by Kano. Just the intro makes me want to get me feeling aggressive. Bad. All of a That's sudden. a big shout. That's a big big shout. You're going to get that on your next gym session, fix a switch on my head and I'm ready to go. Those trumpets at the start. I'll have to make a note of these songs, give them a little try. You're not going to like them, Matt. Oh, okay, that's fine. I, I don't really have a go-to song myself. Are I mean, they cheering for you? 
yeah, a bit of calm music, just slow squat, you know, just, no, um, I think before COVID, I was kind of headphones in the gym, have some blasting, but I think recently where we kind of back to the gym, I quite like training to listen to the gym music. It's not always the best music, but because of the kind of social aspects, like you said, training with friends, that sort of stuff, you feel a bit more kind of connected to people around you. You feel less like you've got headphones on and you kind of don't want to be spoken to. Um, so I can't say I've got a go-to song, as long as it's got a nice little tempo, a nice bit of beat or something like that, not slow and steady. Well, yeah, actually make a note then. then hype is hype, and three wheels up, and let's see if you like those. That would be crazy. I, I, I agree with you on that, though. I think I've I've noticed myself doing the same, even when I've got my headphones in. I noticed myself taking one out to just, like, chat to anyone who's about when the chat's there. And it's, it is, like, nice to have that social aspect back. So I've been noticing myself taking out my headphones a bit more when I'm there because I do kind of enjoy, although it might slow the session down a bit. I think it's it doesn't really... I think it's worth it for, you know, the crack with whoever's about and enjoying a bit of a social time. So, yeah, it's good. Do you train with anyone? Do you have a trainer or do you do everything by yourself? Um, I do have a personal trainer. Um, shout out to Glenn. He's an absolute legend. Um, been with him now for about three years. He's been a massive, massive help uh, to me. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I usually train on my own. Um, I've got a lot of friends who do go gym, but we all seem to be at our own gyms and no one seems to. I think every now and again, I've brought a, a mate down, um, but very rarely do I train with someone else. Like Usually I just... I do just put headphones in and crack on, um, apart from like the one session a week that I'll get PT'd on. I think I've seen images of the gym you train at. It's a bit more of an old school style gym. Is that right? Yeah. So um, it's actually just moved over, but the style's pretty much still the same. It's pretty much a nice old school style to it. So it's really nice though. Okay. How much would you say the gym's helped like your mental health since obviously we've you said it wasn't great in in that third lockdown. Since it started to ease up a little bit, you stopped drinking. How impactful would you say the return of the gym has been for you? Absolutely huge. I think easily um, top two. I think t- top two um, things to kind of be a massive benefit of being out of lockdown for me. I think um, more than anything, being able to get out any feeling or um, emotion at the gym is something that I really don't take for granted anymore. Um, it's something that's very beneficial to get getting that gym early every morning and just kind of thump out a big session to get myself feeling right and ready to go for the rest of the day. Um, and again, like the social aspect on top of it, on top of just and it, uh, and even on top of that, just you know making yourself feel better about yourself. Uh, it doesn't have to be what you what you enjoy, what you see in the mirror, but just feeling better, feeling healthier. Um, all in all, is a is a great feeling. So yeah, it's been um. It's been uh, it's it's been easily up there. It's between that and obviously just being with friends and seeing friends. Is there anything else that you'd recommend people do to kind of help help with their mental health if they're struggling at the moment or have been in the past? Obviously, you've mentioned the gym and checking up on friends. Is there anything else you would recommend? I think most importantly, it's just about understanding that it's okay to talk to someone. Like it's. It's it's good if you can be that friend that reaches out. Um, and I know some people may not feel like they have the friend who reaches out. So if you're in the situation where you don't know how to reach out, it's just being able to find the courage to get help, whether that is talking to a friend or whether that's getting like some serious online help, some serious therapy. Um, it's all about making that first step. It's so, so important. And, you know, 
after if you if it, if you're seriously in a situation where that's needed, then you like it, it's so essential to do it. Um, even if it's not necessarily, um, maybe you're not in a terrible situation, but you're just feeling a little low. Just being able to have that person to talk to is so so essential. Um, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be someone online, whether you just talk on an, an anonymous page, anonymous board, if it if it just means you can get it out and let it out and it makes you feel better, then do it. But um, you know, on top of that, I think you know the gym is really essential. Being out, being social, getting fresh air, going outside, going for a run—it's all very essential. And it's all about that balance with whatever else you do in your life. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Maybe not the run part. I say I'm too running myself. Um, but you do kind of when you're in the gym, it's that natural kind of positive energy. It's good endorphins, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think when you're saying about kind of speaking to someone, it, it definitely is a case of you overthink things in your head. So having that person that you might say something, they might say, "Oh, it's this or that," and you think, "Oh, okay, maybe I was looking into it too much." Or so definitely whether it's friend, family, like you said, just find someone that you, you have to trust them as well because you don't want to feel yeah. kind of conscious telling people. But do you find, obviously where you've had a PT in the past, or you still do, do you find when you go to the gym, do you it's a different kind of part from there? Or how do you find your kind of sessions? How do you find one-to-one? Yeah, I think one-to-ones have been great. We've always got um, We've always got enough to talk about, whether it is like, talking about things that are going on with us or whether it's just catching up about anything sport what the crack is this week what we've been doing what we're getting on with like I think it's always just nice to have a com- like a conversation whether it's about something serious or even just to get your mind off anything I think if it if it's helping in any way then it's worth it yeah cool. so you ask a question Matt sorry so have you got any you said you're working on new music before have you got any songs that we should be looking out for in the next few weeks months uh, years yes yeah, so i've actually got a tune dropping at the end of may um on may 21st with a friend of mine called ryan spicer uh called voices in my head which is it's like a it's kind of a little bit of an old school style uk deep house style tune uh, a bit of a modern twist on it that we've put on it um that's coming out yeah at the end of may on showtex label skink and uh after that I'm just going to be dropping new music every month, probably till the end of the year, like I always do, just keeping it consistent, putting new music out every four to six weeks. And um, other than that, just catch me at live shows this summer. There's going to be more announced. And I'm really looking forward to it. Are you excited for kind of whether restrictions will change? Have you, have you got anything that coming out of lockdown you were looking forward to? Me and Joe spoke about it briefly in another podcast, but. You like you're supposed to see mates or going to a pub or was it kind of yeah. a go to thing yeah. like oh I'm looking forward to having that back you might not uh, realise you missed as much. Even with even without even without drinking, looking forward to going to the pub just to catch up with mates, the atmosphere, the social aspect. Um it's the thing I've been most excited for and still will be. Um just to be able to, you know, crack on with friends and um, whether drinking or not you know just having that social aspect where everyone's there having a good time i think it's just the best atmosphere about to just be social and catch up with everyone in one place uh, do you um so when you're kind of when you're performing obviously in the past and coming up do you have like a little routine do you have a little thing that kind of a good luck thing or anything when you are performing yeah i do have a bit of a routine actually it's uh it doesn't sound great but it does help um usually what i do is uh 
just amp myself up a little bit before I go on, just make sure I'm feeling loose, feeling calm, just make sure I can control my breathing. And um, obviously, as it's uh, on the night out, usually got a nice uh, sharp drink on the go. So whatever my cho- drink of choice is, whatever my spirit of choice is that night, I'll usually have a, a glass just on the side, just straight, just on just on ice of whatever spirit. Usually I'll give that a big swig. Uh, you know, I feel it, feel it, uh, feel it shake the bones a little bit. And that's when I kind of, <laughs> kind of wires me up, kind of gets me locked in. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I do before I crack on. And then usually during a set, just have a good time, depending on who's around. If there's people behind me, if there's friends or people there, then, you know, having a drink, staying social whilst you're playing, if you're able to do that. If not, you know, just focus in, focus on the crowd, make sure that you're putting on a good show, making sure they're enjoying the music. Do you, so you said obviously you have a, a certain, do you ever go to a drink? My go-to drink's Hennessy. Okay. It's different. It's a, it's a, it's a strong one, but um, if, it, if, if I'm not able to get that, then usually vodka, a vodka, a vodka Red Bull or a vodka soda lime. It's uh, always nice. Uh, usually the Henny though. Yeah, I can either have the Henny straight or it would be with um, like a Hennessy Red Bull. It's a lovely combo. <laughs> You don't have anything like, I know some athletes have like a lucky sock or something like that where you have kind of something that you know when you're performing, oh, I need this or I have that or oh, you haven't kind of got a good luck charm or such. Not really, no. Um, usually the only thing DJs really need are USBs to put in their decks and I'm not even good at remembering them sometimes. Sometimes I end up forgetting <laughs> them or leaving them behind, so... No, I don't really have a lucky charm yet, but um, you never know what the future holds. Maybe I'll find something along the way that uh, I'll turn into a lucky charm, perhaps. Have you got a like a favourite moment of your DJing career so far? Um, definitely. There's definitely a few moments up there when I think about it. Um, Maybe think, the top three? Yeah, I think I, think I could probably think up the top three i've got um one really springs to mind which is um i played a boat party in tokyo in japan and um it was a like a i think it was like a 150 250 cap boat and um we were playing top deck which was obviously out and open and uh there was a weather warning that week and we were leaving two days after this after the show and there was a hurricane warning and um the, the the boat party didn't get called off but uh, because the hurricane didn't come in yet, but the winds were strong. They were hella, hella strong on this boat. <laughs> and um, midway through the set, the uh, the kind of sheet behind me, it was kind of obviously like a poster kind of stand-up wall. Uh, the wind just literally ripped straight through it. Um, nice. Just absolute <laughs> carnage. And just the amount the boat was rocking itself was just absolute carnage. And I just remember just during some parts of that set when there's high energy songs, people were like mosh pitting and jumping around the rock on the boat just had me absolutely <laughs> sideways. I nearly fell over myself a couple of times. I was just like, Oh <laughs> God, like this, this might go down as one of the maddest things yet. Um, that was a, that was a very good one. It comes to the top of my head. I think um, another one's definitely uh, playing print works in, uh, in London playing a second room of print works. I saw a lot of friends in the front row. And uh yeah, it was just it was just very crazy. It was uh playing a second room which is called the dark room. So there's no lights. Couldn't really figure out how many people were there until uh every now and again someone would flash a camera 
uh, whether it was a photographer or someone in the crowd. And every time you saw like a little flash of light, I just noticed the crowd getting bigger and bigger. And it was very, very overwhelming for me to like come back after. I think I was out of the country for about a month on tour doing some places in Europe and Asia and coming back to like a London show where I felt like I really sold out that room. It just absolutely like kind of choked me up a little bit. It was hella, it was hella good. It was hella, so, hella Obviously saying that moment that I was going to ask, did you have any past experience where you almost just kind of enjoyed that second that the time almost froze? You thought like, wow, I get paid to do this. This is my job. And you just enjoyed it. Was that kind of that moment yeah. you went, Oh wow, this is that like, was that was that was one of them moments for sure. It was um, it's, yeah, I do, I do notice sometimes you just get in the moments where it, you you kind of nailed it there. Like it feels like time freezes. You just feel like you just you're able to witness everything. Everything freezes for a second, and you just kind of like you kind of soak it all in a little bit. And I've I try and I try and make sure I can do that as much as I can. But you know, I don't really try and find the moments. They just kind of happen, you know. And it's a uh, it's always a great feeling. Um, I look forward to hopefully feeling that in a couple of months' time, hopefully. So I guess final question from us would be, what can we expect from Duckworth Sound over the next 12 months? Um, new music, new shows, more energy, more madness. Just all in all, just I'm um, putting out as much as I can in terms of new music. I'm um, just trying to grow. I'm just trying to, you know, enjoy it whilst we're all back the next i think the next 12 months whilst we get back in from covid um you know i'm not trying to take it too seriously i don't i'm not going to sit here and say oh next year i'm going to be headlining this festival um i'm a realist and i I realistically know these next 12 months i need to enjoy them we all should we should just enjoy them life's going back to normal and i should just enjoy every show i get uh no matter what the time slot no matter what the pay no matter how it goes down um i just want to enjoy every moment i can and just really see where the future kind of takes me and see what the next steps are for me i guess doing doing it because you love it enjoy enjoying it having fun so where can people find you or follow you where's best to um all all social me all social medias i'm just at duck with sound um mostly on twitter or instagram so I guess the best way, best place to find okay. me and keep up to dates on Instagram and Twitter, yeah. Excellent. We'll, we'll link that anyway. Um, said thank you from us, Matt. Any closing remarks? No, it's, it's been quite interesting. It's obviously very different. It's been nice to obviously talk of kind of away from fitness, but still have that sort of thing from there. But have you got any kind of closing remarks that you want to make? Any kind of advice that if someone was new into the industry? could be useful to hear anything someone told you yeah, you thought oh. that's a, that's, a, that's a good one um no, it's, been, it's been a great great time talking to you boys as well it's been quality um i think if i had i'd like advice for someone new um is just like if you're getting into this like it can be very daunting at times there can be you know highs and lows and there can be times where you feel you're not making music that anyone likes so there can be times you don't think you're good enough there can be a plethora of things that can get you down um i just think the one bit of advice i've got that kind of resonated with me that i'd say a lot is just trust the process and enjoy the journey you just gotta trust that you putting in the hard work will pay off 
and you should enjoy every opportunity and everything it brings you and everything that you have to overcome, whether it be a tough situation, whether it be a good situation, a good moment, enjoy it all, learn from it, grow from it and just see how far it can go. Because if you're not enjoying it, then why are you doing it? Perfect. I think you can kind of, well, I think I've said similar to kind of clients before with PT, I think you can put it into any, any job, any kind of activity. It's You need to enjoy what you're doing. If you don't, maybe why not? Or it's, it's good that you obviously do enjoy what you're doing because as soon as you do that, you get more energy. You kind of, you want to do more. Yeah. You want to try harder. So it's good from there. But I think apart from that, passion prevails so if you enjoy something you're going to come out on top and I think by the sounds of it Duck enjoys what he does and if you if you enjoy what you do then it won't feel like work and the way Absolutely. you're going it sounds like you're you're on the way to the top so we look forward to seeing you there hopefully so mate hopefully one day well, yeah thank you very much Duck thank you for your time all the best for the future and I'm sure we'll speak thank soon you. pleasure thank, thank you very you. much have a good yeah, one bye see you, bye. See you later